I'm Doug Bobst, personal trainer, best-selling author, and entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help others become the best version of themselves. So I'd like to welcome you to the Adversity Advantage Podcast, where we will help you use obstacles, failures, and setbacks to give you that edge needed for success. I'll be interviewing people from all walks of life on how they overcame trials and turned them into triumphs. So please, sit back, relax, and get ready to be absolutely blown away by some of the wisdom and stories you're about to hear. What's going on? This is Doug Bobst, author, transformational coach, uh, personal trainer, and the host of the uh, new podcast, The Adversity Advantage, where we are going to help you uh, transform into your best self through adversity. And I know I've gotten a lot of questions um, in the past several months since I announced that I was going to be doing this on why I did it, uh, how I was going to do it, and like the, the reasoning behind everything. And so here's the deal, right? I know like one of the things that I'm really passionate about is adversity. And the reason is because not only with my own trials and tribulations, I just know um, that there's a lot of other people who go through hard stuff. Right. So for me, as some of you may or may not know, my adversity um, was when I was incarcerated on felony drug charges back in 2008. I was in the depths of despair. I was hopeless. I thought my life was over. And my cellmate uh, got me to start exercising and it really changed my life. And what happened after that was a significant boost in self-confidence, self-esteem, because when I started exercising when I was in jail, um, I could barely do one push-up. I couldn't even do a push-up for my knees. I could hardly walk. Um, I was out of breath. I was out of shape and literally out of my mind. I mean, I was having suicidal thoughts. I had no idea where my life was going to turn out. So, you know, through that, um, he trained me in there when I was uh, during my 90-day sentence every single day. And I began to see some progress, you know, one push-up turned into two, two turned into three, and so on. And by the time I left my 90-day sentence, I was able to do a set of 10 push-ups and run a mile. And my whole mindset shifted, right? My whole perspective changed on where I was going in the future. And it wasn't necessarily the push-ups, the sit-ups, the running itself. It was how they made me feel, right? It was the increase in my ability to achieve things I never thought I could. It was the ability to get comfortable being uncomfortable. It was the ability to know that, wow, like I can do things um, that never in a million years I thought I could do. I mean, I, I never thought I was going to be the guy who was doing push-ups in the, in the floor of a jail cell. So when I got out, you know, his name was Eric. He gave me a workout plan that I still have framed in my place um, today, so I never forget where I came from. And, and so when I was able to, you know, when I got out and I got home, um, I stayed on the plan he gave me, we exchanged some letters and I lost about 50 pounds. And then I got to a point where, um, I got so, so fit that I wanted to help other people use fitness to change their lives because fitness has such an impact on in my life and how it, it changed completely. Because when I got into shape, it not only impacted my, my physical health as far as, you know, my, how I looked and how I felt. It was everything else around me. I was then inspired to quit smoking cigarettes. I was inspired to change my friends to start being around healthier people. I was inspired to start like really like attacking other areas of growth in my life other than just fitness, whether it be mindset, whether it be spirituality, you know, whether it be just even like productivity and how I manage my days, right? So, um, and then I became a trainer, like I said, back in, in April of 2011. So I've been a trainer for about nine years now and I absolutely, I absolutely love it. It was 
life more life changing than I thought it was going to be because now I was able to use the adversity um, that I went through when I was in jail and the blessings, the lessons, and the wisdom that came through that to help other people um, succeed. And not only just in their physical journey, but in their like mental and emotional journey too, because we all know how much physical health and mental health go hand in hand. And so as I started as a trainer back in 2011, um, you just know when, when things are, are moving in a good way, right? Because things happen naturally. You just know you're, you're destined for greatness because you're on that mission, on that purpose that you know that you were blessed to have. And so I built a successful training business in a few years and um, I got to a point where it was uh, January of 2014 and the felony came off my record because when I went to court before I got sentenced to jail, the judge, because I was only 20 years old, gave me a stipulation. And he's like, Doug, you know, I'm sentencing you to five years in jail, suspending everything for the 90 days, which is why I said the 90 day sentence in jail. He said five years of probation, 200 hours of community service, all kinds of fines and drug classes. But, but if you complete all that stuff without messing up, no misprobation appointments, no mess ups in jail, none of that, I'll take the felony conviction off your record. Um, because for me, um, it was huge because when I was in court that day, just to give you a little insight on where I was when I was in jail, because I didn't really share that part yet, was I was a huge drug addict. I mean, I had a 200 hour a day um, Oxycontin habit. I was putting three, 400 milligrams up my nose every single day. I was selling copious amounts of pot to support my habit, which got me in jail because I got busted um, sinking in my of 2008 with a half a pound of pot, $2,000 in cash. Um, and at that point, I thought my life was over, right? So you know, that's why um, I'm, as I'm explaining now, where all this adversity took me in, in that time, in that moment, back when I first got arrested, even in the beginning stages of me being incarcerated, I was a huge mess. I was obviously blaming so many other people. I was complaining. Um, I was the victim. I was saying, what was me? And I, did, I wasn't using adversity to my advantage. As a matter of fact, I was using it to my disadvantage and making my situation a lot worse, right? So I think a lot of people, they do that. And it's just subconsciously, it's just human behavior that when we hit hard points, when we hit times that, that suck, we go into the default of um, saying, woe is me. We don't leave our beds. We end up you know, hanging around people we shouldn't be hanging around because they're depressed too or they're upset with where they are at as well. Um, we turn to things like drugs and alcohol. We spend money we shouldn't be spending. We, should, we end up you know, just taking our anger and our frustrations out on others, which again, doesn't help our cause. And we end up making this, this situation even worse, right? Because we're trying to get rid of the pain, the adversity as fast as we can. We're in a society where we want things um, to happen three days ago instead of it, you know, just gradually happening and just kind of sitting with that, right? So, um, and so that's kind of why it was so important to me to give back after the, the felony came off my record. Like I said, the felony came off my record in January of 2014 after I completed the judge's stipulations and he was able to then, um, you know, take the felony conviction off my record. And I just never realized how my life could so quickly change from being shackled as a felon um, who could, couldn't vote, you know, couldn't buy a firearm if I wanted to, couldn't leave the country, all these things that like you can't, that you could do if you are, um, you know, of, of a proper age and, you know, don't have, didn't have a record. I didn't have to check the box anymore because when I was, you know, before I went to jail, I had 21 jobs. So I was able now to like not check the box when I applied for a job, even though like I, I was a tra as a trainer now, I knew I'd found my, my, my passion and my purpose. 
But at the same time, like every time I went to apply for a job before I became a trainer, I had to check a box. Have you ever been convicted of a felony? Uh, yes. So um, that, and that inspired me after I went to, got the felony off my record to write my first book from felony to fitness to free to help inspire people to make this the most of their second chance, turn a negative into a positive and focus on how far they've come and not how far they have to go. Right. And then like through that, I started getting like really, really deep in who I wanted to be as a person. And I started to really, um, get in tune with faith and faith is something for me that has been like life changing because I hit a point in my life where I hit some more adversity and I was doing all the things that I thought I knew could help me with adversity, right? So I was working out. I had a good inner circle of people. I was obviously happy as a trainer, making good money. I was, you know, I wasn't using drugs, all these things that I thought were, were great, but spiritually inside, I was still a mess because I was still holding on to a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, a lot of brokenness that I just hadn't dealt with in my past. And that's when I became, um, became a Christian. I became a Christian in uh, 2014, September, 2014. And what it did for me is not what you're expecting to hear. It didn't say, okay, I'm going to go to church every single Sunday and check a box. It didn't say that I'm going to be this, this person that judges everyone because I think I'm better than them. it's not what typically sometimes people think of people who are quote unquote religious or Christians or however you want to call it. For me, it was just about the relate a relationship, right? And knowing that things happened for me and not to me. And I might not have been proud of a lot of the choices I made as a kid, um, but God was and Jesus was because I went through all that pain, all that adversity for a greater reason. And the more I got closer to God and I started developing a relationship, the more I realized that I was put on this reason for a greater purpose than just to be a trainer as well. And that's what inspired me to write um, my second book, Faith, Family, and Fitness, to really inspire people with the top lessons I'd learned in my life at that point. I believe I was like 28 years old. Um, I learned a lot. You know, people might have looked at me then and be like, what do you know? You're 28. I mean, I went through a lot. I mean, between um, have, growing up in a divorced household to being, uh, you know, abused as a kid, um, bullied in school, um, you know, obviously my huge drug problem, all these things that I went through and then going and being incarcerated and having to like completely transform my life took a lot of work. I learned a lot of lessons. I learned a lot about what's important, what's not important. So it inspired me to write this book where I just pretty much said like faith, family, and fitness are the top three words in my life. And I think if you can implement them in your life as well, you will see a lot of positive change. And, and for me, faith is faith in God, faith that you're going to do great things in life, faith that your life is going to be better tomorrow than it is today, right? And family, like knowing that family is not only your blood. It's who you, it's like who brings the best out in you. Like ideally it's your, your immediate family, but a lot of times it's not. A lot of times your, your family can be toxic. So just making sure you're choosing people that are bringing the best out in you who love support and challenge you to be the best version of you unconditionally. And of course, fitness, being mentally, physically, and spiritually fit. And I believe that if you can do those three things, um, that you will, um, you know, turn a negative into a positive and live a more fulfilling life. And so, you know, I just really, after that point, after writing that second book, I got really passionate about, you know, trying to share my story more. And, and so like I began to really just get more involved on social media, on Instagram and on Facebook and just sharing who I was and showing that like, like where my life was and how it came to be that I was a trainer and all that stuff. Because I realized like when I wrote from felony to fitness to free, that I had a lot of people that related to my story. They were like, wow, like I have a son who's in jail or I, my sister or so and such such. And I was like, wow, like I never knew the impact of me just being open and honest and vulnerable would be. And I just had a lot of people start to reach out to me. And then I started getting, um, 
you know, some small hits at, you know, the local schools where I would go speak to some classes about my story. And then I just, it, it got to a point, um, back in 2000, I believe it was 2018 where I kind of had an, I had had enough with this drug epidemic. And as we know now it's, it's outrageous. And I just, you know, people dying every day and it's a lot worse than when I was a kid. And so I got really, um, invigorated to share my story on a deeper level. And I ended up hiring a publicist because I just knew I wanted to write a book, another book, my third book. And alongside that, share my message of hope and encouragement of how, what the steps were that I went through to, to battle the adversity of recovery, because I didn't go in a traditional way. I didn't go to AA or NA meetings. Not that I have anything against any of that stuff, because I have plenty of friends that are in it. I support it. It just wasn't, it wasn't a, a path for me because when I got out of jail, I was so scared of going back that I was willing to do whatever it freaking took not to go back. And for me, that included, you know, working out that included changing my friends It included just changing the way I, I thought about myself and other people, giving back more, um, being open to new ideas, learning from my mistakes, like all those things. Right. And so I, um, I wrote my third book, the heart of recovery, um, to back in this just actually just it actually just got released um, in April of 2019 last year. Wow, I can't believe it's almost been a year already. Um, and it, it was where I interviewed 50 of the most inspiring individuals from all walks of life of all crushed recovery from celebrities to musicians to uh, you know influencers to everyday people because um, I wanted to show that recovery doesn't discriminate. Like it doesn't matter how rich you are, how poor you are. You still have to do the work. Right. And it doesn't matter what path of recovery you choose. It just matters that you choose one that works for you. And I go through all the top t tips and tricks, like from their workout routines, because obviously I believe working out is important spirituality practice. Cause obviously that's an important component. Um, their inner circle, who they hang out with and why, cause you know, that's obviously extremely important as well. And also like aware, the importance of awareness, because I think a lot of people neglect that. And they forget that they have to be hyper self-aware. They have to know when they're not doing something that's right. They have to be held accountable to themselves for their actions, right? And I think if we can do that, um, it's not only going to make us better, but it'll make the people around us better as well. So coincided with that, like I said, I hired a publicist and I, I told him, I was like, dude, I want my story to get out there to as many people as, as we can because... I think it'll help people. And that was solely my reason. Like, so I ended up, you know, getting on things like the today show and in men's health. And I was, you know, very blessed to be on impact theory with Tom Billu and be on some of the, the most notable, most notable podcasts there are like, you know, I was on rich rolls podcast and I was on rise together with Dave Hollis and, and my, and the mind pump and like all these other ones that I was just like, wow, like I love talking to people and I love sharing my story. And I just saw how much of an impact it was having. So I was like, well, shoot, like, I want to have a podcast. And, and for a while I was against doing it because I, of course, um, had that mindset of, well, everybody else already has one. What, what's the point is how is mine going to be any different? How is mine going to be any better? And what I realized was, um, I was doing the exact same thing that I tell people that I coach or I interact with not to do. I was comparing myself to other people. And I just got to a point where I was like, you know what, Doug, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just your podcast. Just do it because you're doing it. And so I got really excited. because I was like, wow, like, I, I, I need to do this. And I remember actually that the moment where the things really started to change for me, and I was like, I'm doing this tomorrow, was I was at actually a rise, to, uh, rise business event that Rachel and Dave Hollis had put on um, back in November of 2019, um, just a few months ago. And I remember like Rachel and 
Dave and, you know, they had Rachel and Dave, you know, Tom was there, Tom Billy was there uh, at my left. Like we had all these like super motivational people. And I remember they were just talking. I think Rachel was talking about like, what's the one thing you know you should be doing that you're not doing. And for me in my, the back of my mind, it was always like this adversity advantage podcast because I've had this idea for this adverse, it was for the adversity advantage for a couple of years now, because I always had this vision now for the last five or six years that adversity is like a really positive thing. And so is failure. We just tend to view it a negative way because it's like a swear word, right? So we all hear words like failure and adversity and we think, you know, it's, it's not good. Well, really like, it's not good if you think of it that way, but adversity and hardship and failure is guaranteed in life, like happiness, fulfillment, that stuff's not guaranteed. That stuff takes work and it takes, um, you know, time and it takes patience. So I just knew that people had a hard time battling adversity because I saw a common theme when I wrote the book, The Heart of Recovery. I saw a common theme when I talked to some of my friends who chose to use drugs. I saw a common theme when I talked to people when they were making these mistakes. And the common theme was they hit some hard times in life and they, they couldn't really figure out how to get through it without like numbing pain quickly. And so it, it really started to inspire me to like change the way we viewed how we manage stress, how we manage adversity. And so, you know, in the next episode, you'll hear my top tips on how to get through adversity from my perspective. But I, I honestly like the, what I'm really excited about, about this show is you're going to hear perspectives from all different walks of life on how they've managed adversity, right? From influencers, from, you know, obviously for everyday people, um, some celebrities, like you're going to hear from people that you just are um, going to be so inspired by because there's some people that you like look at somebody and you're like, there's no way that person has gone through adversity. There's no way that that person's life is hard. That, their life must be super easy, right? You're going to hear from a lot of fitness trainers. You're going to hear from a lot of like well-known um, fitness experts that you might see on Instagram or you might see um, on social media or somewhere else that you're like, that person must have it all together. That person must really have it all together. And the fact of the matter is we all don't, we all still struggle. And I'm in, in, in super in, um, I'm, in, I'm encouraged because you're going to hear so many different perspectives on how, you know, they have managed through the hard times, how they've sat in pain, how they've gotten through adversity, some mistakes they've made, some things they wish they would have taken back. And then you'll be able to get tangible advice, tangible tools, tangible like things to be able to write down and say, okay, like I got like two or three nuggets out of this episode on how I can battle adversity. I got, I got one thing that I'm going to change, right? So Maybe you're listening to this and you're, you're somebody who ha is in the depths of despair right now. You're like in that dark spot and you're like looking for any bit of hope you can get. And you've definitely come to the right place because you're going to be listening to this and you're going to hear some, some people talk about some really dark times that they went through that you might not ever want to go through or you might not even expect to go through or you might not even like envision yourself ever like being that person who would, would want to be in their shoes. And then you're going to hear how they got out of it. So, you know, it's going to be really inspiring for you to hear this. Or maybe you're somebody who has a loved one or a family member or a friend or a coworker who's going through some hard stuff right now. And they're at that spot where they just don't think they're going to make it. And you're going to be able to write down some things that you can then share with them or maybe turn them on to the podcast 
or maybe you're just someone who's obsessed like me with like personal growth and personal development, getting better. And you just want to hear different things. You want to hear some cool people chat about, um, you know, what they've done. You want to hear like how former athletes like struggled, um, through adversity and through tough times with their family or whatever it is. Right. Cause there's going to be a lot of different people on here. Like I said, you know, from, from influencers, from people you see every day on, on social media that you think have it all together. They have a lot of followers they are very well known. And you think that they're, they, their life's just been perfect. Right. Or you'll see some people that, you know, have played professional sports and like, wow, like people who play prof professional sports, they must have it all together as well. And hopefully, like I said, eventually you'll, you'll hear some stories um, from celebrities and you'll hear that not every celebrity has it all together. Not every celebrity has, has always had things going well. As a matter of fact, I mean, they all struggle just the same amount as we do. And that's why I also, I wrote the heart of recovery was to show that like, it doesn't matter if you're worth $50 million or $50. We all struggle with the same stuff. We all struggle with not feeling good enough. We all struggle um, with feeling depressed at times. We all struggle with times of, you know, where we're feeling like we just don't have it that day. We, we all struggle and just remembering that and sitting in that. You know, you're, maybe you're that person who's listening to this show who just randomly stumbled upon it because you saw like adversity and you're like adversity advantage. Like those two words don't go together. They go together about as well as fried chicken and weight loss. Like they don't go to, they don't go well together. Right. So that you pop on and maybe you like lost your edge. Maybe you were once somebody who thrived and were super fired up and motivated and you're doing all this great stuff and then something happened and you just kind of had a setback and you've kind of been in that moment of, of, of like lulling around a little bit and feeling sorry for yourself and you needed to hear an inspiring message and story. So I'm super fired up and excited to deliver you the adversity advantage. Um, and I just hope that you get a lot out of it. I want some honest feedback too. Like if there's people you want to have on the show, if there's something you didn't like that I said, if there's something that you want me to talk about more, I'm, I'm open. I'm an open book. So please reach out, send me a DM um, so I can improve on what I'm already offering to you. So once again, um, the adversity advantage, um, it's live. Episode one you're listening to right now. Um, it's going to help you and many others uh, transform into the best version of themselves through adversity and not letting, you know, things like stress and hardship and tough times like weigh you down any more than they need to. And we're going to teach you how to use it to your advantage. Have a great one. I will talk to you soon.